What's up, everybody? It's Joe from Lead Lamp Media here on the Lead Lamp Media podcast. Today, we'll be talking about stock images with my partner here, Cody. So, Cody, let's start it off. What are stock assets? Yeah, stock assets are things you don't acquire yourself normally. Usually, you can get them on a website. There's a lot of sites that include a bunch in a package. So, think about kind of generic background music. Think footage of areas and occupations and settings that you couldn't normally get to. Think of the smiling family, that that cheesy, wow, everyone's laughing, maybe the slow mu- the slow panning shots of a situation. Those are kind of things I think of when I think of stock assets. Mm, things like buildings, locations as well. Any of those type of things in a specific area that you might not be able to get a shot of, but it exists out there. Yeah, and there's also graphics that aren't photos or video. Think if you're designing a flyer, maybe there's a character like a like animals or people like almost clip art, but a little higher quality and you can get a lot of variations because it's independent artists selling their stuff and leasing it on these sites normally. So you can get a little more custom feature than just a random drawing you might find on Google, for example. Mm, even uh, things like lower thirds or other type of motion graphics that you see on a lot of videos uh, are actually stock assets. Yeah, which is really nice because it can also double as a learning tool because, for example, we may download a lower third that is in After Effects and there might be 50 layers and they've already programmed all the effects. And so you can reverse engineer it and really customize it even though it's already built in a stock asset mm, and get you get you to a good starting point exactly it's a it's a big time saver and i think that's a huge benefit of it your time is so valuable and you can reduce the cost of a project by utilizing stock assets if you're not a music composer you're typically not going to be able to produce your own music for something It'd be a lot easier to just get a song you find on there and put it on your project or say you're doing a promotional post and you don't have any photos of your business or something that conveys your business you can just pull certain assets from there and combine them to create an interesting piece of content Mm, yeah that's all good stuff so how would i go about getting stock assets if i have no idea how how to do that yeah, so first you'd identify like what you need. Like, you need a music clip. Do you need like some footage to go over top of your clip? Do you just want to put a picture on your website? Um, once you identify what you need, there's a lot of websites that offer a bundle, say for like 30 bucks a month or whatever it is for a given website. They can give you a whole library of stuff. Now, a lot of it obviously won't apply to you, but there will be enough that you can pull from, that you can get your value from that. And if you're not finding enough stuff from there, you can migrate to a different one. Um, mm. In addition to paid bundle services, there's things like Adobe Stock or Getty Images is something that's like a big name in the stock uh, asset industry where you can buy one-off things. So you really like that picture. It might cost a lot of money, but you can buy the rights for commercial use with that. And then in addition to that, there are also sites that 
offer free assets. Usually it's all user generated content. So it's people trying to get in their foot in the door. Um, usually they'll accept donations, but it is free on paper at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to name a few that I know I've used unsplash and pexels are really great free alternatives to use if you don't have the money to, to drop on some, some big price assets. For sure. And it can be, those can be a good learning tool as well. If, if this isn't your forte, like if you're trying to teach yourself how to make content and how to up your marketing game, it can be a great way to trial run some stuff without breaking the bank. Yeah. You can see, see what works and what doesn't. Exactly. It's amazing the amount of stuff you can, you can get for free or get for very cheap Mm -hmm. to give yourself a head start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you use the assets in the videos? Yeah. So it's really important not to make a video feel like it's a stock video. You don't want to eliminate that hometown, that uh, local, whatever kind of feel you're going for, depending on what your business is, the size of it, um, the kind of marketing campaign you're doing where you want to convey a certain messaging because it's very easy for stock stuff to feel cold and corporate. And Mm. you never want that, even if you are a large... Yeah, stock has a certain look to it that people can see and be like, oh, they use stock images. Exactly. And there's definitely a negative connotation to that at times. Mm. Like I think of music. Like music is one of the things that I spend the most time sifting through. You want to find the right backing track to go with anything, Mm -hmm. whether there's a voiceover or not. It's super important to have a good track to kind of edit to and keep people engaged and when I think of stock music, I think of that corporate sound, which if you've ever heard something labeled corporate music, it's so distinct and it's so... Everywhere. They all sound the same. <laughs> they do. I don't know what instrument it is, but it's they've all got the same thing going on. So the biggest thing would be mindful of how much to use and like, are you exclusively using stock stuff or are you mixing in actual footage and sounds and things from your business because that's how you kind of incorporate authenticity Mm -hmm. into your product. Yeah, yeah, especially in terms of visual media, I think utilizing stock stuff in between things that you have shot or uh, relate to your business Mm -hmm. can really make it feel authentic even though it is stock. Absolutely. And I think there's not a science to it. It's more so an art because every project's going to be different. If you're in an industry where you're not able to get a lot of footage, like I think of motivational speakers or people telling stories, obviously there's a lot of reenactments or things that just kind of supplement it. And so, especially with reels where I feel like you're able to bend some filmmaking rules a little more to tell the story and keep people visually engaged. Because if you're having to make a different image every three to five seconds to maximize engagement and keep people on, chances are you're not going to have 20 different clips Mm -hmm. or however many you need to fill a minute or however long that clip is. So it may be a necessary evil Mm -hmm. to add on stuff that you might feel weird about because it's like, well, that's not me. So how am I 
supposed to convince people that this is my business and they should come here if I'm not even showing them my stuff. Yeah. Especially too, we do a lot of work in the dental industry. So it's kind of hard sometimes to find the right stock images for certain dental procedures because they're so particular in what they are. So you kind of have to use things that might not necessarily correlate, but it correlates enough that it can still get the message to the viewer. For sure. And it's always important to, if it's something specialized like that, to consult an expert, consult mm -hmm. somebody who's like, hey, is this going to give the wrong messaging? Because we've all seen those stock videos of like, they're not even doing the thing. They're not actually cutting something. Yeah, that's not the right stuff. tool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can definitely tell they're just models goofing around. So it's really important that the footage you use matches the vibe you're going for and to make a clear distinction of what is real and what is just there for supplemental visual content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, how can you really differentiate and craft together uh, media? Yeah, so you've bought your, so you bought your subscription plan. You've got access to all the stock footage in the world. How do you make that video? How do you, mm -hmm. how do you make the full package now? Yeah. Yeah, so as Cody said earlier, the music is a very important part, as well as uh, photos, videos. Like I said before, I think really integrating your own businesses things in between will really make it feel authentic because you want the person to not know that it's a stock image. That's the best way to do it is just to, to just fit it in there, just like a puzzle piece. Exactly, it should feel natural. And while it is a tool, it shouldn't be viewed as a shortcut to um, have a cheaper overall budget and to cut corners to speed things up. Like it should be used as a tool to make things possible that aren't otherwise. Mm -hmm. But if you're given a situation where you can either film the thing yourself or make the thing yourself versus just acquiring a stock asset of it, especially with photography and video. Like if we had the option to be on location getting stuff versus just grabbing something that sort of matches on there, uh, 10 times out of 10, I'm going to pick actually being on location and doing stuff because you want to really hammer that home. And ideally, you want to create your own bank of stock footage and stuff that you can pull from, that you can place your own stuff on your website and be like, hey, remember last year when we were at this thing? Mm -hmm. Here's a clip from that. I'm putting it in this now. So it's especially helpful when you're starting out and you don't have a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But as you get further into your marketing journey, you should be relying on at least the footage stuff less. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're pulling more from sound effects, music, lower thirds, and other uh, like visual effects. And that's where you're utilizing these products as opposed to, here's a picture of a happy family. Here's a video of people, you know, chopping up onions in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm a business and I'm looking to get like a general B-roll shot, my own B-roll shots for my business, like what's some good like starting points to do for that? Yeah, so obviously it depends on the industry, but mm -hmm. if there's any sort of client interaction, I would want like the head person that you'd be seeing or someone you'd be interacting with um, interact with a client, even if the client is someone who works for the business and they're just posing as a model. 
I want to, if I'm going on a website or I'm watching a video of a business, I want to get a sense of what my interaction is going to be like. So if I have someone modeling those situations, um, those are things I look for. So if you have the president, CEO, whoever, um, talking with a client, showing them around your space, getting them familiar with what it's going to be like when you're there before you even get there. Those would be the kinds of clips I would prioritize. Mm. And then you can get fancier from then. Yeah. Yeah. I think authenticity is important. Like, obviously, you want to play it up a little bit, but authenticity is a very important aspect of that, I think. Yeah. And then if you are using real clients and real people that experience that, hey, maybe pull them aside for a testimony. And then when you record that testimony, put a nice little music bed that you got from a stock uh, website and then give them a lower third and make a graphic that's plugging your business or plugging their stuff. Like those are the kind of shortcuts that I think are the most beneficial to use. And then for everything else, you want to use your own stuff. Mm -hmm. So if I am a business, but I don't have all this video gear and equipment, how can I get started with that? Phones. I think I think the nice thing about stock footage is you're not really relying on sound. So you take a couple pictures with your phone, take a couple video clips, and you splice it in. And almost the amateur look could play in your favor in that because if it's juxtaposed against a bunch of clean 4K stock footage, they're going to be like, that was a real client. That was a real experience. Mm -hmm. And so it almost puts that stuff on a pedestal because they might be tuned out for the more generic stuff. But when they see something where it's like, hey, I recognize that place. I drive past that building all the time. I know that dude. He shops in my grocery store, you know, type stuff like that. Like you're creating a more memorable impression with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so say I'm done with the mobile stuff. I want to upgrade my stuff to the next level. Where can I look in for that? Look for that. Yeah. The second hand market for like cameras and stuff is like super beneficial if you're trying to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you've gone that far and you're trying to kind of take things to the next level, the best uh, for your money use case would be to honestly hire a production company, come in and have a media day where for X number of hours, they're going to be getting all the footage you could possibly need, tour the building, interview the staff, have those interactions, put together the kind of videos that you want to see out of that. Hmm. Because to just get everything at first, and then even if you plan on utilizing the footage later, to just get everything recorded and maybe a dedicated promo video or a dedicated series on the books, that would probably be my best recommendation mm. because the amount of benefit you'll be getting from a day's worth of content filmed with a production team like Lead Lamp Media, you're going to be so far ahead of if you were to trial and error figure mm. it out. Yeah, I think the cost and the time it would take to learn all that. Maybe beneficial in a super long run, but a lot of companies just don't simply have the time and the resources to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of have to assess where you're at and if you want to take things to that next level um, to maintain a lot of that personal home touch feel, mm -hmm. um, that's the best way to go about it just because, you know, we know 
how to maintain that feel and to keep that stuff in mind as you're filming these things and not make it seem like this was shot by a company halfway across the country that's never heard of you and mm. it's like just sending you stuff of yeah it's that's a local feel to it exactly and i think that's super important because people want to support their community yeah businesses supporting businesses exactly yeah yeah well as cody said if uh you are looking for some stock image services or media day services lead lamp media can help with that check us out follow us facebook instagram tiktok Check us out at uh, leadlamps.com. Thanks for yeah. watching. Thank you for watching.